Today I'm joined by a man who's made a big difference in a lot of people's lives, certified Wim Hof instructor and owner of The Breathing Project, Brian Morrison. Brian, thanks for joining me again for the second podcast that we've done together. It's my pleasure, Dan. Thanks very much for having us again. It'd be great to, to chat to you again and all that's happened since the last time. There's lots to get into, isn't there? Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, when we spoke last time, I just recently got into the Breathing with you through the... Um, work through the online classes but since then I've done the workshop and just feel like I know a little bit more about the what the breathing takes but um how's it been for you it must have been a bit of a whirlwind with the zoom classes and a bit of a community that's started now yeah it's a funny one really for me it's been kind of um it's a bit of a double-edged sword I suppose in that you know um so we started the zoom I started doing these online breathing classes classes um via zoom um not long after kind of lockdown 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 one hit and um that was kind of in a response to you know like everyone was making a response to the stuff the yoga instructors and um you know people doing different things online so it was a real response for me just to kind of um yeah react to that as well i was initially kind of a bit reluctant i was like ah, can this really work on online because this really will this transfer you know with the kind of breathing classes and the things that i do normally in uh, in groups of you know in a, in a room with a bunch of other people i thought is this is this actually going to work so i think initially i did it just with a very small group of people just to kind of test it out and the feedback was was really amazing and that um in in many ways some people actually preferred the fact that they were in their own house they were you know some of them were doing it from bed this type of stuff so the for some people it was it was it was even better than doing it uh, you know in a group scenario this type of thing i don't think that's the case for everyone and i think that online classes do something that's slightly different to whenever we're in the in a live space but long story short yeah for me it is kind of opened this whole new arena for um, practicing breath work with other people um, that just would not have happened were it not for the lockdowns. Um, and that then has kind of forced me to think about breath work in a new way, in a different way, and to think about what my approach to teaching the method, to teaching, uh, guiding people into their breath and all this type of thing. It's kind of, uh, it's really just opened up um, as I say, this this kind of new arena for where I, I get to think about how do I um, guide people into breathing, guide people into deep conscious breathing and find new ways of, of trying to connect and, and, and build relationships with people and get people to build relationships with their with their breath. So it's very much been you know, painful and difficult like everyone else has gone through over the last almost year now. We're, we're approaching 12 months, aren't we? Um, but on the flip side of that is there's, it's, it's, you know, full of amazing experiences for me and, and kind of uh, from a personal level, I've, I've kind of uh, I've built this community of, of breathers, as I call them, this little group that we have. And there's people that have come on these Zoom sessions with me every week since I started. And that's an incredible thing that that people are really starting to find their way into their breath. And it's, yeah, so it's bizarre. It's bizarre to think of the, of the positive things that have come out of, of, of COVID and the lockdowns, but that is definitely one of them for me, for sure. Yeah, and same for me as well. Um, when I first started it, I've got to be honest, I was a little bit skeptical. I'd seen, I'd looked into the Wim Hof stuff. Um, so I knew there was something there. It's something I'd been playing about with for a few years, um, looking into and not really doing it properly. And then 
as I went to book a workshop, which I think I told you this um, on the last podcast, uh, then the lockdown came in and you started these Zoom classes and I thought this would do for now just for an insight and I was completely taken back by the experience. Um, I've since released a video just talking through my experience a little bit, which um, I'm not sure if you would have been aware of when I first um, started breathe, doing the breathing with you. But um, I lost my uncle last year at the start of the lockdown and that hit hard obviously and with all the changes going on as well but seriously the breathing has just it's hard to explain but connection to myself nature and just being present but it's it's really helped me i was just wondering who is it for though who would you say this breathing's for obviously for me it's helped with grieving and becoming more present but who can do it it's, good. it's a good question. And, and I suppose the simple answer is everybody can do it and everybody should do it. That's my opinion. But of course, I'm going to say that, you know, um, and it, it is for everyone. But but some people don't um, take to it as well as others. Perhaps, you know, my partner's a perfect example. You know, she finds it very difficult um, to, to kind of engage in this type of activity. And it's partly to do with kind of her being incredibly stimulated, having a stimulated mind and very active mind. And she doesn't like to sit still, she doesn't meditate, those types of things. But my experience is that um, she's unique in that sense that actually this is this is a practice that can um, affect and change anyone's life. And, and I suppose what's kind of perhaps unusual about me and about what I do is that the people that I work with could not be from more varied backgrounds. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm currently, I have a session once a week with a group of semi-professional boxers through to, I work with an MS society of people suffering from multiple sclerosis. And then I have my Saturday sessions, which is, you know, predominantly kind of, um, you know, um, groups of people that would maybe seek out things like yoga and wellness and all this sort of stuff. So I have a, a real range of clients for lack of a better word uh, of people who come to me to to kind of learn and experience deep conscious breathing that's really interesting as well so you've been involved with the ms society how's that been going yeah yeah so um i was invited to put together a eight week um eight week course for those guys to i mean as much as anything i think initially it was about trying to find ways for them to um manage manage multiple cirrhosis so it could be anything from meditating and physical exercises and these types of things they do and, and someone reached out um from uh, an ms society down in kent and uh, i put together this eight-week program where we cover kind of a mixture of kind of educational type stuff learning about the breathing processes and why it's important to check in with your breathing and those sort of things but also then a, a whole series of kind of practical based things so lots of different breathing techniques so each week we kind of look at a different breathing technique and look at how it affects the body and those sorts of things um, and yeah the feedback from that I'm, I'm just approaching the last week of it next week is the last week is the final week and the feedback from that has been has been overwhelming in fact um, so there's about 15 people that, that come each week and and the things that they've been saying about the course has, has been really really um, overwhelming I've, I've 
kind of it's the first time I've done something like this, a, a kind of progressive eight, eight week course. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. And um, and certainly people have said that this process has been helping them manage both their anxieties around their conditions, but also from a physical perspective in that lots of them also tend to suffer from asthma um, and uh, they've, they've been talking about how they're breathing more flu uh, fluidly, more freely um, and these types of things. And you know that the the simplest bit of advice I can give anyone is to just start to pay a little bit more attention to our breath and our breathing, and, and we tend not to do that unless there's something wrong with it, you know, unless we're unless we have some physical um, obstruction or something like that. And you just just the act of paying attention to your breathing and becoming more aware of how it is at any given moment suddenly allows you to improve that 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 relationship and when we prove that relationship we also improve the functionality of it and if you can just continue to kind of level that up you know you, you bring exercises in there you find time to to breathe deeply and fully and you start to improve all of these physical functions in the body and from that you improve your mental um, functions in the body also so for me as when i discovered this stuff um it probably would have been a leap for me to kind of um really understand just how powerful it can be and it takes the the kind of the process of running through it of doing these things before you really can you know you, it takes the experience you need to feel something you need to experience something before you really can realize just how powerful it is as i know you have done you've told me before in the past you've felt it yeah it's been a bit of a journey as well because as i said just it's uh the first time i experienced it it was quite overwhelming i've had times in these sessions where you know, I might just have a smile and it, there's no, you don't know why. And then there's times when I've been crying, but I'm not thinking of anything in particular. Um, obviously, I've said it's helped me through grief, but it's not as though I'm thinking about anything in particular. And I've had tears and, um, but I've had so many benefits each time. It feels like it helps me deal with something that maybe otherwise I would have just swept under the rug. Mm. Um, and it, it's great to see the community that's now being created with, because you just look at people in there and you're thinking, everyone's just trying to make a difference to themselves. And I think the analogy for me in it is we discussed before where you mentioned about, um, I think it was the nervous system and how it's uh, autonomic, but then the breath is something we can control. And that's just a great analogy for what this actually is anyway, is taking control, especially now with the external. Um, yeah. So I just think it's, it's awesome that people are doing that, isn't it? They're taking mm. the power back into their hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, that, and that's very much was my own process that this is, you know, um, about finding some control in, in, in an otherwise kind of chaotic situation. And, um, and, and even before, you know, lockdowns and COVID and all that stuff, you know, life was, life was chaotic, you know, life is, yeah. is hectic. It's not like everything was wonderful before COVID hit, you know, everything was stressful and challenging and, and all these things already. So um, it's, it's, it was a long journey for me into this into this practice to realize that yes you can actually take control of your life by taking control of your breath and that that sort of sounds a bit like something you might see on a t-shirt but it's true it's absolutely yeah. true and it is as you mentioned direct, directly related to how our body functions so um our you know our central nervous system is is the thing that basically controls everything you know it's our central nervous system regulates our temperature it it kind of uh, helps that decides how well 
well we digest food it um is our affects our blood pressure our heart rate everything you know glucose production you know all this stuff everything that happens is regulated by the central nervous system and all of those functions in the central nervous system uh, we have no control over you know we can't decide to speed our heart rate up or you know lower our blood pressure we can't consciously control any of those things but one of the things that we can control that is directly connected to the nervous system is our is our lungs we can decide how rapidly we breathe how much oxygen we take in and how much carbon dioxide we blow out we can decide not to breathe and we're the only species that we know of that can do that uh, every other species of 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 breathing animal has uh, has has no conscious control over the over the breath you have things like um uh, sea mammals like dolphins of course who will hold their breath and then, and then breathe but that's a response to the environment it's not a decision not a conscious decision so we're the only species that has that control that that um uh, that we can make the decision to not breathe or to breathe in different ways and there is very little if anything in the body that is not there for a reason if you think about all of the things that are in the body every little unique cell in the body is there for a reason and it does something everything in the body does something so why would this be any different why would the fact that we can control our breath just be there for no reason well it wouldn't it must be there for some reason and i don't know what all of those reasons are but i do know that whenever we take control of our conscious um take conscious control of our breathing that we can change things we can change things about our physical state we can change things about our awareness we can change things about our emotional state we can also change things about our mental state all of these things literally can be changed through taking different approaches to our breathing. Be that be the, the chemistry in our body, how stress hormones are released, how you know the temperature of the body, all these things can be can be changed and we can feel it. We can not, and that's the real beauty about this practice. It's not abstract, it's a literal, you know. If you breathe rapidly for you know 30 breaths, you're gonna feel warm, I can guarantee it. And then, you know, so so you can you can you can find that you're also gonna feel dizzy, you're also gonna feel tingling in your fingers you know so you can feel these physical changes happening in the body which is a bit like um you know confirmation that something is is happening so yeah i think that there's there there is more to breathing than just this kind of automatic function that happens in in the body it is something that is there you know call it like spiritual or divine or anything but there is some reason why that is there i don't know as i say what it is but it is definitely something that that for whatever reason we have been separated from you know this is ancient practice this is nothing new this is not you know i'm you know i'm not doing anything that hasn't been done thousands of years ago you know this is ancient ancient practice all i'm doing is putting and a contemporary twist on it you know i'm using a nice microphone and you know music from spotify or whatever you know this is this is all i'm doing is making this contemporary this is this is old ancient knowledge um and 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 it's stuff that we yeah uh, we should be reconnected with really i think that's just over stimulation for the most part in terms of that we're so busy that we start shallow breathing because i've noticed over the last few years when i am working and i'm just I'm just sitting at my laptop. I'm not doing anything, you know, crazy. I shouldn't, but I notice that, you know, I'm getting stressed from that. And is that down to shallow breathing? Do you think, is that something that a lot of people are doing without even realizing? 
Yeah, I mean, as it's been explained to me, is that we've become a, a society of, of shallow breathers, of people who breathe through their mouth and people who breathe into their chest. And all of those things are connected. So if we breathe through our mouth, we're much more likely to breathe into your chest. It's much harder to breathe in through our mouth and into our belly. So a diaphragmatic breath is much more difficult to do in through our mouth. So if we're breathing in through our mouth, we're more likely to breathe into our chest. And if we're breathing into your chest, it's much more likely that it's going to be a shallow breath because it doesn't have very far to travel. So if we're then that breath is only going to be shallow. And what happens whenever we have shallow breaths in, through, in and out through the mouth that are only going into our chest? Well, that is a signal to the rest of the body that hmm, something is happening here. We need to kind of elevate the, the, the systems in the body. So the nervous system switches on whenever we're breathing in this way. So what happens is you get the sensation of of stress whenever we're we're breathing you know rapidly because that is a response of the body but it is also a bit like a, a feedback loop so whilst that experience that physical experience shallow breathing mouth breathing um, chest breathing will stimulate a kind of stressful feeling whenever you are stressed you will also then mimic those responses so stress will bring on these physical responses but the physical responses will also make you feel stressed so it's almost like this this feedback loop so you're sitting at your computer you're doing some work your computer crashes you get a bit stressed you start shallow breathing you start trying to you know manage the situation in a way that a, um, an ancient body would because that's what we are we're still basically the same physiology as we would you know a uh, thousand ten thousand years ago well what would a what would a cave person do back in you know if there if something went wrong well they'd just probably smash the thing up and you know get all the adrenaline out whereas what we do is we sit and we get stressed and we sit and we get stressed and then that all just goes internally we don't have any release for that this is why road rage is so prevalent because we get all of this adrenaline we get this burst of adrenaline this fight or flight response and rather than fighting something off or running away we're just stuck we sat there and so we shout and we swear and whatever else and this is the, the release this is the body's natural release that's that we're trying to to shake off this this te uh, tension and stress so it's a uh, yeah there, there's lots and lots of reasons why we are a society of of, of chest breathers and, and mouth breathers but this kind of um continual stress is what we experience now these kind of continual symptoms of stress and we don't even recognize it as stress for the most part you know if you're flicking through instagram and you see something um you know you see a, a picture of something that irritates you in some way that's stress that is stress coming into your body if you yeah. you know get a get a nasty email from a, a colleague that is stress entering your body or even someone's passive aggressive to you in the shop in the supermarket that is stress entering your body and it's just constant little drips of stress that we're experiencing at all times yeah and we we obviously get that a lot anyway for like with work and like you say with social media but right now with people with a lot on the line for people and then with the sensationalist media you know you only have to scroll through social media very briefly probably until you're in that state um one thing i picked up well one of many things i picked up from the workshop we did because um when things were up and running for a little bit we were able to do the ice bath and the cold exposure and I remember I'd never heard it before, but you said about, I think it was breathing in four seconds, then breathe out four seconds and you do that four times. And then we just slowly extend um, how long we breathe out for. I'm sure you're explaining it a lot better than me, but um, I think we originally 
did we take our pulse and we're seeing if we was in a stressed state and a lot of people in that room were and then we did that exercise and um, everyone then did it again and we're all calm and relaxed and it's mad because since you've said that I do it before coming on the podcast a lot of the time and it just calms me down and uh, just ready for the podcast I was wondering if you could talk us through that and maybe I could try it sure what's on there so people could join just absolutely yeah so what you're talking about there is there's a few different names for it really but one of the one of the ways that i describe it as it was taught to me um is a down regulation protocol so this is about down regulating the nervous system so we've already talked about the nervous system so um the autonomic nervous system has two two strands i mean actually has three strands but for the for the sake of ease let's say two strands which is your kind of fight or flight response which we all have heard of and then you have your rest and digest response so this is your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system and at any given point we'll be in one of those two things or hovering around the around the middle so when we're in fight or flight this is just as we were talking about these are your stressful moments that someone pulls out in front of you in the car that's you bam straight into fight or flight that's whenever all of the systems in the body the central nervous system takes control dilates the pupils restricts saliva production induces adrenaline into the into the into the body so that you're ready to react to any given situation then we have the reverse of that the opposite of that if you like which is your your um, rest and digest your parasympathetic system where everything slows down pupils dilate we saliva is produced we're getting ready to digest food ready for sleep all these natural processes that go through the body and the down regulation protocol that you described is really to help us move into this parasympathetic state this relaxation state so that is a really helpful thing for people in today's society where we are getting stuck or spending too much time in the fight or flight response so for many people as i mentioned that we're getting stressed we're constantly stimulated and we're ending up in these these kind of mild if not severe um kind of fight or flight responses when we shouldn't be in them because we're just sitting around you know on, on our laptops or whatever we're doing we don't actually have something significant enough to respond to so for those people and for those situations it's helpful to help the body to move back into the parasympathetic state the rest and digest state and this breathing technique is is something that um, can 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 help us do this so when you were talking about how we measured the shift it wasn't the the pulse necessarily or your pulse would also give you a good um, indication of that what it was is a thing called the breathing rate so this is simply how many breaths you take in a minute how many you know, in a natural situation so if you want we could do both of those things if you think that'd be a nice thing to do where we can take your breathing rate and then we can do the down regulation protocol and then see if we can't change the the breathing rate down so uh, yeah that'd be awesome and then um if anyone wants to join in if anyone doesn't they can just skip one minute yeah, in sure. and then <laughs> see how much karma we are so i'm just I just need to get a timer ready so yeah um so basically the, the technique for counting your breaths is actually there is a technique of doing it so what we don't want it we want this to be as honest a number as possible now you know you're doing a you're doing a podcast so you might be slightly more elevated than you would be if you're just sitting around in the house listening to a podcast which some other people will be doing of course 
So, you know, it'll be interesting to see where your number are, especially if you did some of the breathing before, maybe maybe your, your number has dropped. But the technique really is, that, as I say, we want this to be as honest a number as possible. So we don't want to um, kind of try to go into a meditative state here. We don't want to try and lower the number or calm the breath. We're trying really just to observe the, the breathing as it is right now to give us an honest and open um, number. And how we do that is we keep our eyes open, we look around the room, we stay kind of stimulated that we're not trying to kind of, you know, center ourselves or anything like that. We just keep our eyes open and, and, and kind of pay attention to our breath. So when we start the minute, it's in and out is one breath. Okay. So, okay. so you can just relax yourself and just tune into your breathing and then I'll start the timer and just, um, uh, yeah. So starting from now, just okay. begin to count the breath. So in and out is one breath. And um, as I say, just keeping our eyes open, you know, have a little, little look around your room. It's a nice thing to do to remind you where you are, but don't lose count. And again, if we start to focus on the breath, we'll often try to change it in some way. And that's natural, it's a natural thing to do. But what we're trying to do is just to let it be. Just let it go in and out as naturally as you can. So about halfway. If you end up with a half number, that's okay. Because in and out is one breath. And you can do this anytime really. It's a great indicator as to where you are at any given moment. Often we are disconnected to how we feel because of feeling stressed most of the time. So just a couple more seconds and stop. So that was like 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I did feel myself trying to, I was trying to just carry on breathing as I was, but I was slowing it down. I think a little bit without meaning to. Sure. And that, and that's normal. I think that, that, that especially, you know, uh, in these situations that that's going to slow down. But if you're to listen back to this or you're doing it um, uh, as, as we have done, Again, this is just try to be as honest with yourself. This really just gives you an indicator where you are. So 10, 11 is kind of average, but generally speaking, that's still an elevated state. So you'll be creeping into kind of flight or fight or flight uh, with, with 10 breaths. So under, under kind of 10 is really a more optimum place to be, really. Yeah. Above 10, then you're into much more kind of stressful, um, a stressful. So 10 to 15 is kind of, it's not so bad, but if you're above 15, your body is in, you know, pretty high state of, of, of awareness of, of stress. And you will probably be sitting here not realizing that. And there will definitely be people who have just done that, who are into the twenties, who are sitting around feeling normal and not realizing that the, that actually their body is in a real state of, of fight or flight. Yeah. When we went around the room last time, I know that a lot of people were above that 15 and then mm. we happened to bring it down, didn't we? With yeah. the, with the breathing. Yeah. So let's, let's do that. Let's do okay. that now and then see how that, see if we can't change that. So the, the protocol just to explain for, just to remind you and anyone that's listening that what we're doing here is we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And when we breathe in, we're going to continually breathe into the count of four. And then we're going to breathe out, but we're going to change that number. Our aim is to uh, essentially lengthen the exhalation. So we want our exhalation to be much longer than our inhalation. And we're going to do that in gradual stages. So we breathe in for four, then we breathe out for four. Then we breathe in for four and we breathe out for six. Then we breathe in for four and we breathe out for eight. And then if we can, we'll breathe in for four and breathe out for 12. 
we'll see how we get on. Maybe we'll push it up to 16, but maybe okay. for, the, for this, we'll do just up to 12. Okay. Yeah. And whenever we, and when we're exhaling, what we want to do is bring some control to that breath because we need to slow that breath down for the longer numbers. So when we get up to those higher numbers, change the position of the mouth, try to find some control in your abdomen, in your body that just allows that air to squeak out a little bit easier than it would do if, uh, if you, you know, if you just breathe in and then it's going to be very hard for you to, to continue to, to elongate that breath. Whereas if you breathe in and then you're breathing out with a pursed lips, it'll, it'll allow you to, to breathe out a little bit more. All right, so let's, let's make a start. So we can do this with our eyes closed. And just take a deep breath in just to reset ourselves. So deep breath in, relax, let it out the mouth. And just follow me, breathing in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, and in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, and in, two, three, four, and out, two, three, four, and in, two, three, four and out two three four and in two three four out for six two three four five six and in two three four and out two three four five six and in two three four and out two three four five six and in two three four and out two three four five six and in two three four out for eight two three four five six seven eight and in two three four and out two three four five six seven eight and in two three four and out two three four five six seven eight and in two three four and out two three four five six seven eight and in two three four out for twelve two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve and in two three four and out two three four five six seven eight nine, 10, 11, 12, and in. And just let that one go. Yeah, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I lost myself there for a second, but yeah, it feels really good. Um, and I find it so much easier now, whereas when the first time doing that, it was hard to breathe out for so long and also question myself little things you know, when you need to swallow and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I'd be like, I don't know, things like that would play on my mind when I first started this breathing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Well, you're getting brought into your body, and and that is the, that that's one of the things that happens with the breath is that you get brought straight into your into your body. So you suddenly become aware of all of these things that maybe you were neglecting, and and rightly so. You shouldn't be thinking about all of your internal workings at all time, but but when we do come into our bodies, then yeah, other things come up, other physical responses come up. So we're like swallowing and yawning, and you know, notice that you've got a sore foot, or you know, all these different things start to come into into our minds whenever we we breathe in this way and come into our body. And the the process of doing this is like any other, like you know, it's it's practice. And you're you're a regular breathing practitioner now, so your lungs will have expanded since the last time that you've done this. The functionality of all of the breathing mechanics, your intercostal muscles, your diaphragm, they will all have been strengthened from from this regular practice. So there, you know, there, there's there's going to be changes since the, the last time you've done it, both from a psychological but also a physio- physiological. Um, perspective also so by being consistent you're going to see better results as time goes on would you say oh god yeah absolutely i mean it's no different to any other type of training in that sense you know if you you know if you if you lift weights once a month not very much going to happen is it but if you're lifting weights every day you're going to see a dramatic difference and this is the same with breathing if you're if you're taking time to breathe deeply and fully regularly every day every other day a few times a week whatever you're going to see a massive massive increase in your ability to breathe um more cleanly more deeply more fully with more fluidity all those sorts of things and there's lots of research that suggests that there are aspects components of the of the breathing mechanism so the deep deep areas of the lungs for example that are really really hard to get access to so even if you're really really fit and you're doing lots of kind of intense physical exercise unless you're doing some conscious breathing it is unlikely that you're going to get into some of these areas and into the body so just by you know so so that's how we normally exercise our lungs right it's through exercise we get we get out of breath or whatever but if we do this practice where we're actually just sitting still breathing deeply and fully you're you're going to get access to parts of the the lungs parts of the body that you just is very very difficult to to get access to otherwise so that means everything opens up everything functions a lot better cardiovascular system works a lot better your heart is healthier all sorts of 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 physical benefits from from deep conscious breathing so yeah it is crazy how different i feel now to before we did that breathing (laughs) i'd love to know if anyone else Shall we do the rate? Shall we yeah. see what see if your numbers come down? Maybe yeah. Yeah, it's not the most, most exciting one minute for anyone, but um, but at least it'd be interesting to see if it's changed. Sorry, man. Yeah, and if um anyone else has tried it, if I'd love to hear how they found it because yeah, I can feel the difference. So yeah, let's uh, try that and count All right. the breaths again. So same again then. So so we're not not just starting from now. We can just start counting them. But again, we want to try and keep it as um, much as a level playing field as, as possible. So again, we're not trying to change anything. We're not trying to uh, slow the breath down deliberately. What you'll probably find though is that because we've done this breathing protocol that the breaths are harder to see. The breaths will become more deep and less noticeable, um, and and this is again because of how full the the, the breath is, how much uh, the body has opened, but also how we have kind of down regulated the nervous system. So, even becoming um, aware of of what the breath is doing becomes much more much more difficult. And I've had uh, I do this a lot. I do this little test, and I've had people come down as low as one and two breaths, which is just in a minute, which is nuts. 10 more seconds Dan, and then um, you can let me know where, where you are and you don't need, you know, um, just be honest with it as well. 
you're in a pressured environment. All right, that's time. How many uh, was that? Five. There you go. So that's, you know, yeah, that's nuts. isn't it? Yeah, isn't it crazy. But I can feel it as well. I can feel the difference. Um, obviously, maybe nervous energy you don't even realise is there built up, and I can see why a lot of athletes have used this before. You know, get, stepping on the big stage. I know that Wim Hof's worked with um, some MMA fighters, and like you say, you've worked with boxers. What difference have they seen with incorporating that into their sport? Yeah, for for me, you know, there there are people who are kind of um, you can use a breathing for all different types of stuff, and there there are people who who kind of focus specifically on athletes, you know, and, and finding ways to to get a bit of extra out of their performance. And I know a bit a little bit about that, but not not, not loads. Really, what I'm about is kind of the emotional connection. So I've been working with these boxers as exactly as you describe. It's about kind of um, trying to kind of find points before big fights that they are able to kind of control their their emotions and of course you don't want to be like a buddhist monk walking in walking into to a boxing match but the stakes are so high um before a fight that adrenaline is often like peaking um and it's not just about bef- immediately before the fight that that they use these techniques it's actually in the build-up to it and for anyone to spend any time with people who have uh, been involved with combat sports is that the lead up towards the the fight is often much worse than the fight itself in terms of their kind of emotional state most of them will talk about well once once i'm in there it's fine but it's the lead up and what what we're seeing now quite often is that there have to be an isolation so they're on their own <laughs> leading up to these professional fights so that they they don't maybe have maybe they've got their trainer but they're spending a lot more time on their own as, than they than they would do normally. So they've only got the fight to think about. They've only got their thoughts. So these techniques are, are really that's that's how I'm employing them now for for these guys. Is that this is a, a time to kind of try to downregulate the system whenever you don't need that extra adrenaline right before the fight. You need it, but and during the fight you need it. But leading up to it, that's a time whenever it's uh, it's it's better to try and stay stay nice and relaxed. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine it helps big time because. There's a lot of nervous energy and you see a lot of these fighters go all out in the first round and then there's an adrenaline dump and then they struggle then. It doesn't matter how fit they are, it's hard to uh, overcome that. Like you say, you're in your head a lot before the fights. Um, One thing I wanted to touch on as well, um, which we didn't talk about much last time, is the cold exposure. Obviously, I came to the uh, Wim Hof workshop with you. We did the ice bath. Since then, I've been going to some amazing places. I found somewhere in Brecon, and this was when before the lockdown again. And it was like waterfalls. Me and my girlfriend, we walked down trying to find a little spot where there weren't as many people. And we, I couldn't believe it was in the UK. Um, we did our breathing, got in there, felt absolutely amazing. We've done it in, I think you've been there as well, the Shropshire Reservoir. That seems to be like a hot spot for, for doing that. Uh, excuse the pun, <laughs> the, the, the irony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, cold exposure comes in many shapes and sizes, doesn't it? And and uh, if anyone follows me on uh, social media, they'll see that I had my ice bath in my back garden during that that kind of cold snap that we had in the snow. And I've just ordered. That. I've just ordered one, so I'm Brilliant. waiting for that to get because we've not got a garden, so we've got the balconies, and I'm just going to put that on the front and hopefully while the weather's still cold um because i got when we last spoke as well just to touch on that i was doing daily cold showers i felt Mm -hmm. unreal the productivity i was getting from home and i did 
I think around the time we spoke, I think it was just after I did a 10 minute cold shower. Mm. We've since moved and the, the showers, it doesn't go hot. It doesn't go cold. I've tried messing with it. So yeah, it goes cold, but not, not cold so, enough. No, not after what I was used to at the other place. So I'm just going to do the ice bath from now on. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So as I say, cold, cold exposure comes in lots of different ways and, and, and the cold shower is, is, uh, is, uh, is, yeah, something that's absolutely been a, a daily staple for me. And, and I think if, you know, there's a couple of things that people might want to take away from this, but but starting some regular cold exposure is absolutely, uh, you know, is a total game changer as far as your health is concerned. And so, yeah, like I say, you, you have kind of, you could have an ice bath or, you know, uh, so I see people in wheelie bins and, and all sorts of stuff out the back, you know, you could be going off to into, into nature and, and, and these more beautiful, beautiful places that you describe. Um, and all of them do slightly different things, you know, but the, the, the key aspect is that you're, you're kind of connecting to the cold and you're connecting to the, to your body through this process as well. And, and for me, this, this journey has been quite a lot to do with embodiment and, and trying to come back into my own body and also help people to come into their bodies. And, and that can sound like a bit of a wishy-washy, maybe even new age type thing, but when you break it down, it's, 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 it's really kind of straightforward in that um, you described it at the at the beginning of, of the podcast and of, of, of crying and not being totally sure or feeling exactly what those what those tears were coming from or, or laughter or any of those emotions and this is in part because of, of how disconnected we are with our with our bodies and this is not pointed at you this is everyone including myself we're becoming um, again a society of we're totally disassociated from from our body and, and the physical responses of the body and when when that happens, we become unaware of what is going on in our body. We become unaware that we're sick, either from emotional stresses or physical stresses. We become unaware of all of these little niggly things. And one thing that changes that is the breathing that we've already discussed, but also the cold exposure. Aside from all this, you know, I'll not bore you with all of the physiological benefits from going into cold water that, that come from doing this. But one of the things that is so interesting to me is about how it reconnects you back to the back to your body you get into a, a freezing cold ice bath in the in the in the middle of the winter you're gonna feel things in your body that you have never felt before because there is no hiding from it every 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 part of your skin has a thermoreceptor on it so every single inch of your body is going to feel that cold so you're brought to directly into your body and that is a really really helpful thing especially for people who are more and more uh, it's becoming more and more common that people are, are being disconnected from from our bodies so so yeah as i say there's literally endless benefits of of cold exposure from a physiological thing but for me it's a really incredible thing to just be reconnected to to your physical physical body yeah, it, it was the last thing that I ever wanted to do. I've got Raynaud's syndrome, and so my hands would always go purple at school. I remember everyone pointing out, you know, purple hands, and they've got so much better. Like they were getting better before the breathing as well. I'm not sure if that's down to diet or just whatever. But um, so the last thing I'd want to do is cold exposure. But I found amazing gains from it. And you do, you go in there, and you. I've seen people lapse concentration just for a second and once you do that and, and i've done it and it, it makes you present you have to really take it serious and respect the cold don't you i think yeah 
yeah yeah there's there's no hiding there's no hiding from nah. the cold and um what what i often see in the workshops that i that i hold is that you get the people who want to beat it you know um who think that they think this is, it's a fight it's a challenge it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in here and, and beat the pain and this type of thing and it's not about that at all as you well know dan it's more it's about allowing yourself to um sort of surrender into this moment and let the body do what it what it can do the body is more than capable of dealing with cold water more than capable especially for short periods of time so we just have to let the let that let those natural processes happen but if you're tense if you're trying to fight it if you're trying to win you know you're going to lose you're going to lose the, the cold water will will defeat you but if you can just find your way to ease yourself into this practice into into this process then then all sorts of amazing um, benefits can happen for sure yeah, I've, I'd um, recommend, because some people say, oh, I can't do it. But for me, it was literally 30 seconds cold shower at any time whilst taking a shower, even if I heated it up at the end. Then eventually I started doing 30 seconds at the end of the shower. And it just slowly went like that, where eventually I started saying I'm only having cold showers. Um, but thanks again, Brian, for coming on the podcast. Um, got so We could talk all day. I've, I've got so many questions for you, but I really appreciate your time. And appreciate what you've done for me and, and my family. My mum joins the breathing every week and she's she's been on it. She's been dedicated to it. And uh, yeah, it's helped us massively. I can't thank you enough. Oh, it's my it's my pleasure, Dan. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. It's it's amazing how it's uh how disconnected we are, but it's also connecting us with with so many other people. So that's great to hear your mum's on it. Yeah, my my both my parents do it actually, and they never did any of this stuff before. So yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's Thanks awesome. I bet, I bet you never imagined it would, you know, like the lockdown would do this and you could connect with so many different people. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I said at the beginning, it's a kind of double-edged sword, isn't it? There's so many positives that have come from this um, otherwise pretty negative situation. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I highly recommend everyone to check out your classes. Obviously, the first one's free and that's how I got into it. And eventually, hopefully we'll get back to them workshops. But again, uh, thanks for joining and uh, if anyone did try that breathing, I'd, I'd appreciate um, hearing about it, seeing if they also felt relaxed. But yeah, cheers, Brian. My pleasure, so. mate. Cheers. <laughs>